You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? That question has caused Christians a lot of trouble over the years. They say, didn't Jesus say something once about never swearing, about never taking an oath? And so they refuse then to testify in a court of law. An old Christian farmer was called to the stand and found himself in this position. The bailiff asked him, Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? And the farmer said, No, I can't do that. I can't swear. Well, the bailiff looked confused, and so he tried again. He said, Well, can you affirm then that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? The farmer said, well, no, I I can't do that either. So this time the judge intervened, and the judge said, well, sir, what will you do? And the farmer said, well, how about I just promise to be honest? And the judge rolled his eyes and said, that will be fine. You know, many Christians have felt the same way because of what Jesus said in this passage of the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, 33-37, where Jesus said, But I tell you, do not swear at all. As you know, if you've been following along with the podcast, we are going through this series, But I Tell You, Truths from Jesus' <clears throat> Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus helps clarify for us what it is we really need to know, because the Jewish religious leaders over the years have been twisting the truth of God's Word. And so during this great sermon, as Jesus is seated with the masses listening to him, uh, Jesus says many things about life with those key words, but I tell you, in this summer on the podcast, we are turning our ears to listen to what Jesus wants us to know. And Jesus deals with oaths with swearing here in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 5, 33-37, Jesus clearly says, Do not do this. Do not take an oath. Do not swear by heaven or by earth. But then in the Old Law, the Old Testament, God and Moses said that we should. So which one is it? What's the right answer? Should we or should we not? What does Jesus really have in mind in his Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, 
But I tell you, do not swear at all. Well, that's our focus today on this episode of Road Talk. And I think it's helpful to get a holistic picture of what the Bible has to say about this issue. And it's very clear that oaths were taken in the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 9, we see man take an oath with God. For a little bit of context, Israel had just crossed into the promised land, and they were dominating every town, every city, every community in their path. And this little town of Gibeon heard about Israel's success. So in a plea for survival, they told Joshua that they had traveled from a distant country to broker a deal. And at first, Joshua did not want to do it. Joshua said, how can we make a treaty with you? (laughs) You might live right near us. You might be our neighbors. And they fooled Joshua. They said, well, look at our bread. When we left, it was warm, and now it's moldy. And look at our wineskins. They were brand new, but now they've cracked from our long travels. Look at the patches on our clothes and how our sandals have been worn from the long journey. They convinced Joshua, and Joshua agreed to the treaty that we will not touch you. But three days later, the people of Israel learned that the people of Gibeon weren't foreigners, but they were indeed neighbors. They lived in their own backyards, and Israel was angry with Joshua, and they said, let's attack the people of Gibeon. Joshua said, we can't do that. We've given them our oath by the Lord, the God of Israel, and we cannot touch them now. Even though I'm sure Joshua was angry and possibly embarrassed, he kept his word because he made a vow to God. But it wasn't just man taking an oath with God. In Genesis chapter 22, we see God taking an oath with man. And you remember the story of Genesis 22. It's the famous episode where Abraham is asked to take his one and only son, Isaac, the son of promise, to the execution chambers on Mount Moriah. Isaac carries his own wood just like Jesus who carried his own cross. Abraham, in faith, raises the knife to plunge it into the chest of his son. And God intervenes. Abraham saw the ram in the thicket. Abraham was surely relieved. And God spoke from heaven with that booming voice. And God said, Do not touch the boy. I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, I will surely bless you. God kept the oath that he had made with Abraham. And then when we flip over to the New Testament, we see oaths taken there as well. It wasn't just an Old Testament matter. Paul, when he was writing to the church at Thessalonica, wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 27, "I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers." That word charge is a word which means to swear. In fact, it's the same word the bailiff uses in a court of law 
when the bailiff might say, put your hand on the Bible and swear or adjure or charge that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But here's the real kicker. Even Jesus took an oath of his own when he was standing before Caiaphas, the high priest, on the night that he died. Caiaphas said to Jesus, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus responds by saying, it is as you say. Jesus did not refuse to answer the question. Jesus did not say, I cannot participate in this conversation. When asked, do you swear under oath that you are the Christ, Jesus said, yes. Before God, Jesus heard an oath, and before God, Jesus affirmed an oath. So it does make us wonder, what was Jesus talking about? Why would he tell us not to do something that he clearly did? Well, let me read you again the words from Jesus, Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37. Jesus said, Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but keep the oaths that you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. What did Jesus mean when he said, But I tell you, do not swear at all. Well, there's a common explanation that many people offer, but I do admit it's a little bit confusing. Just like with murder and hate and adultery that we've talked about already in this series on the podcast, the Jewish teachers and leaders had been twisting the law. They said that the only oaths which were binding were those which were made before God. So they would take oaths all the time without including God, and then most of the time, naturally, they would break them. And so consequently, the Jewish people were earning the reputation of being dishonest with the world around them. So Jesus says, I tell you, if that's how you're going to handle it, just don't take oaths at all. Don't swear by heaven because it is God's throne, or by the earth because it is his footstool, or by the temple because it's his great city. Because anything you swear by on earth gets back to God's ownership, and thus it's bound and it's binding. You see, Jesus wasn't against oath-taking. Because in the previous verse, he says, keep the oaths that you've made. What Jesus was against was people making oaths and then breaking them when every oath that we make gets back to God in one way or another. It goes hand in hand with what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5. It is better not to make a vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. And the type of oaths that Jesus mentions here in Matthew 5 
are not referring to judicial oaths, but rather just casual conversations in life. It's okay to make an oath or to take an oath before God. That's something that Jesus and Paul and Moses, they all did. And swearing to an oath to God is not taking the Lord's name in vain because you aren't using the Lord's name in a derogatory way. And think about it this way. If God's people refuse to take an oath in a court of law, well, that keeps good Christian people out of government, out of judicial roles. When we need Christians in government and Christians in the courtroom now more than we ever have. But beyond that scholarly explanation, if you want to call it that, (laughs) I believe there are two simple things we can know for sure from what Jesus had to say in his Sermon on the Mount. Number one, that Jesus does not want us to be people who exaggerate. When people take oaths today outside the courtroom, that's usually why they're doing it to tell some grandiose story that people know probably isn't true. And to legitimize their story, they will say things like, well, I swear on a stack of Bibles. Or I swear on my mother's grave. Honestly, what kind of person are you to use your mother's tombstone as leverage to get people's attention or interest? And I think Jesus is trying to say that's that's wrong. Don't bolster bolster your word. Don't exaggerate. Don't be someone who has to tell a bigger story than reality would tell. Just be a truth teller. Say that you saw it because you've actually seen it. Say that you've heard it because you actually heard it. But you don't need some oath to make people believe you because your reputation and your integrity should be more than enough. The Jews swearing by heaven or earth or the temple is kind of like us swearing on a tombstone or stack of Bibles today. And secondly, in addition to Jesus wanting us to know that that we don't need to be people who exaggerate, most importantly, number two, Jesus wants us to be people who never waver from our word. That's why he says, just let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. This is a powerful message for the church when it comes to our involvement and to our commitment to the kingdom. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Regardless if you make a commitment to God or to someone else, keep it. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I don't have time to do this. It's okay to admit, I'm really not interested in this program. But what's wrong is to say, yes, I'll be there. And then not to show up. Or to say, yes, I'll take that on. And then not to follow through. It's better to say no and succeed than to say yes and to fail. Just think about this. What if, what if Jesus had not kept his commitment to us? What if Jesus had not followed through, even when he wanted to so badly back out in the Garden of Gethsemane? He finished his job. 
His yes was yes. His no was no. And if Jesus can follow through in death, well, certainly, certainly we can follow through in life. I love the story about a father who was filling out a college application for his daughter who was wanting to go to a very prestigious university. And the father came to the bottom of the application where he was posed with a very difficult question, Is your child a good leader? He thought about it for a moment, but then he wrote in the blank, No, she's not a very good leader, but she's a very good follower. Well, the father wasn't very hopeful that his daughter would get in, but his father was a man who told the truth. The application was received, and within a week, a letter of acceptance was delivered to the home, and when he opened up the envelope, he found this note. In our new freshman class of 8,000 students, we had 7,999 leaders apply. We thought it would be a good idea to have at least one follower who tells the truth. Congratulations. Welcome to our university. You know, that's the type of people that God wants us to be. People who are honest, even when it's hard. Because even when it's tough, we always win. Are we allowed to take an oath before God? Yes. Should it be a requirement to validate our integrity? No. Because regardless if we're in the courthouse or in the church house, people should know that as Christ followers, we always tell the truth. Are you telling the truth? That's what Jesus wants from your life. And we turn our ears to hear him say, but I tell you. We hope you have a great rest of the day and that you continue along with us this summer through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. But I tell you, truce from Jesus. Have a great day. Keep your eyes on heaven. And we will talk to you next time.